0: Science fiction is an existential metaphor.
1: It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence, has
0: become crucial to our salvation if we are to be saved at all.
1: Live long and prosper. Bad feeling about this of turning away from the things that I want to believe in.
2: This is going to get pretty interesting. the interest.
1: Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die?
0: Only try to realize
1: the truth. There is no spoon. Did I fall asleep? For a little while. You are listening to the Sci-Fi diner Podcast. And now, from the end of the universe you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your helpers.
3: Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. Good evening. This is Miles P. McLaughlin. Miles P. McLaughlin. It sounds so official. All I got is Scott and you have this Miles P. McLaughlin.
2: It's nothing special. It's just uh, Ron D. Moore rubbing off on me.
3: It is. It is. Uh, You know, if you're going to get something rubbed off on you... That sounds bad. But uh, let it be Ron D. Moore.
2: Right, exactly. Right,
3: right. If you want to be influenced, I'll say that. If you want to be influenced by someone, it's better to be influenced
2: by Ron D. Moore than someone else. I'll I say. listen to all his, his, his podcasts for Battlestar Plactico. Is he you?
3: still podcasting? No. you not? Maybe for the plan there might be something out?
2: I would I would think there would be, and I would think also when, when they get Caprica uh, rolling, I'm sure he'll be doing podcasts for Caprica. Oh, and that would,
3: that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm that'll be awesome so
2: I, I always enjoyed his podcast yeah. we'll we should see if we could get him on the show that I would love to talk to Ron <laughs> Ron D. Moore.
3: we got to figure out a way to contact him that's just it
2: okay we'll, 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 we'll,
3: we'll look into that there is a we'll, way. We'll, we will try to bring Rondy Moore to you
2: exactly yeah
3: oh man oh man so how was your week miles
2: well pretty good um, we're uh, my wife and I are planning on going to Mexico uh, in a couple days uh, for just a just for a weekend but it's the only vacation her now we'll take this year but uh, we're, really, we're really psyched for that so
3: uh oh that's that that has to be that has to make you stoked
2: oh uh, very much so
3: wow this week has been a busy week in sci-fi for me I watched a lot of Jeremiah Good Where, show. W- warehouse 13 I finally finished that episode that I didn't we of course are recording this on Tuesday so we're gonna miss this week's warehouse 13 but uh a lot of Jeremiah what else did I watch um so, oh, I watched some Dollhouse uh, off, the, off the off the disc that just came out. Miles, you and I watched Dollhouse tonight. Yeah,
2: we're, we're caught up on Dollhouse, and yeah. uh, you watched
3: I, you watched uh, the original pilot and Epitaph thirteen or whatever it's called, Epitaph one, mm-hmm. I
2: guess. I mean, um, so, uh, I encourage you, folks, if um, if you're a Dollhouse fan, rent the DVDs, buy the DVDs. Um, there's there's two there's two episodes you haven't seen so yeah
3: and uh, and they're good and you can understand a little bit miles we can talk about this now because it's not in our show notes uh, we can understand a little bit why they did not place the pilot into the the original pilot why fox wanted a new pilot right
2: yeah I think this one although it was very enjoyable I, I thought maybe a little too much exposition and maybe some of the dialogue was a little maybe too philosophical. Huh? Yeah, but uh, I I enjoyed it. But maybe when you want to do the pilot, you want to suck people in, and maybe this one wouldn't. Of
3: yeah, you know, I like the philosophical those lines there. Them, but it is kind of like stopping the show, stopping the momentum of the show to kind of theorize about being in a dollhouse. Exactly, Um, and there is a sense where rather than. Um, giving us all this exposition that he did in the original pilot, mm-hmm. that letting us discover it along the way is a bit more engaging.
2: Yes, it is. If they if they speed sp- spoon feed you all at once, uh, you may not want to keep following the story. So, right. if, if they give you a little bit at time, you're going to want to watch what's going on next. Week. Right, right.
3: Well, as long as they don't spoon you,
2: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right, right. That is a whole different show which yep. we're not going to touch with a 10 Yeah, yep. because
3: it's not a sci-fi show. No, it's right. not. Right. And this is a family no. show. This is a family show. Yes. We try to keep this above board most times. Yes. And we do a pretty good job at that. Uh, just a couple pieces of news uh, from the show-related thing. Thank you for all of you that responded to trivia. We're going to talk about trivia here in a little bit. We did have a couple people with the right answer. Mm-hmm. And so we flipped the coin and so on. Just so you know, when you answer trivia on this show, because there's only one prize that we're giving away many times, we do have to end up drawing straws, picking numbers, rock, paper, scissors, flipping coins, whatever, to choose a winner. Um, so we many times get a bunch of different answers, uh, and a couple of them are right, and we have to kind of uh, pick and choose just by randomness. We try to make it fair or make it random in some way. and. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what more to say about it. So.
2: It's just a way to keep it fair. I mean, we have right. a couple different ways to get a hold of us. Yeah. It's hard to know who got a hold of us first. You know, I,
3: and even if you get it first, I mean, not everyone listens to a podcast at the same time. Mm-hmm. It just I mean, come on. It's, it's probably the easiest way.
2: Easiest um, and fairest.
3: Yeah. Uh, the other thing, we uh, of course, some of you have begun calling into our listener line at 1-888-508-4343. We've had a few people bits of difficulty with our voicemail number, so if if you're gracious enough to give us a second chance, we would love to hear from you. Uh, We're getting some of your voicemail, which we'll play later on, maybe not in this show, but in another show, Uh, but some of our mail has gotten lost in cyberspace somewhere. I don't know. Um, I was on the phone with our provider, and uh, I think we've worked out the kinks, but uh, I may test call it again just to make sure. So if if you called in, but you aren't hearing us talk about what you talked about in the show, uh, maybe we're just not in that topic, but it could also be that we didn't get your call. So please call in again. We want to hear from you. We really do, and uh, we want to be upfront with you about it. That we've had, a, had we've had a few issues, but
2: you're going to have technical problems or, or, no matter what you do. We
3: need Scotty on it. He'll fix everything. But tonight's agenda, we're going to be talking with Hayden Black and the Cabinots. Now, if you don't. This, this rings no bell at all with you. Don't worry, we'll explain all. We will say, however, he has worked with many many guest stars, including Miracle Laurie and Eric Doyle and Michelle Nichols. And Michelle Nichols, yes. And uh, and who's his, uh that gray lady from Buck Rogers?
2: Oh, Erin uh, uh, Gray. She yeah. she used to be, be, you know, in the show. I mean, in in the Buck Rogers show. Now she is doing more behind the scenes stuff. She's kind of like a a casting director in a way. So. Yeah. Uh, Yep. So he, 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 you know, this will be good uh, when when it comes out. Um, He's he's uh, gotten a lot of people's attention with uh, his project.
3: Oh, absolutely. Now let's talk. Let's let's switch gears. That's of course what we're going to be talking about later in the show after we go through some news and so on. But let's talk about trivia. We have a winner this week. We do. Uh, We had a couple winners, but we could only choose one. Like we said before. Mm -hmm. Well, let's re let's recap the question. And this was a question you had to. Either know this intuitively, having heard it before, or you had to look for it because the answer is out there. And the question was what?
2: Okay, the last week's question was: Where was Daniel Radcliffe when he found out he landed the role of Harry Potter? And the answer was: uh, Daniel Radcliffe was in the bathtub when he found out he landed the role of Harry Potter.
3: Yep. And our winner this week is Melissa. Congratulations. And Melissa, we will be contacting you, hunting you down, visiting your house. I'll send Miles. Oh, it's great! <laughs> because he has that reputation. I mean, he made
2: Hearn run away. Well, you know, we're, I'm delivering a prize, so hopefully this will be a little easier to uh, take in. Just don't wear your like, you know, Jehovah's Witness outfit. But I have a nice plastic smile. I can right, on.
3: right, right, right. A little named hag. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. We're going to get hate mail for that. Um, if, if you, if you, if you are a faithful follower, of that don't take, please take no, no offense to that. So, um, our, all right, and we have a trivia for next week. Let's talk a little bit about this prize before we do it. We're going to give you the trivia question. This is a pretty good prize,
2: isn't it, Miles? Exactly. Um, this is an autographed picture of uh, Vanessa Angel.
3: Yes, and if you don't know who Vanessa Angel is, you should. She's been around for quite a long time. She was a model for Vogue. Not that that will make you want this autographed picture, but more importantly, she was Freya um, and Anise. I might have that name wrong. I don't have it in front of me here, but she was on Stargate.
2: Right. She was on Stargate. She also, back in the 90s, was in the uh, TV version of Weird Science. Oh, and Kingpin? In the movie Kingpin with um, uh, Woody Harrelson and Randy Quaid. And your brother's a fan of that. Yeah, I, I, I got him an autographed picture of that, and I scored some right, right. points for
3: that. Right, <laughs> yeah, he did. Weird Science was probably her big role, and she's been in some guest appearances in Stargate. Uh, and uh, she's doing a, a Murder on the Mars Shuttle, which is coming out in a year or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, So she's notable in the sci-fi community okay. to some degree, but she's done a lot of other work. If you want to find out more about Vanessa Angel, just look her up on IMDB, and they will give you more than you want
2: to know. But it's a nice picture of her. And, uh, yep. and this is a Stargate picture. Mm-hmm.
3: And so if you want a signed autograph picture of that, you have to answer this question.
2: And the question is? Okay. Uh, if you watched G.I. Joe, the cartoon back in the 80s, um, this was very common back in the day uh, for, for children's shows. They would always have a uh, public service announcement at the end. And what we're asking this week is what exactly – what was the, exactly the last thing said – in these public service announcements. There you go. So the tagline or the ending of the, it. The tagline, it sounds good, yeah. 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 If you
3: know the answer to this, please call our voicemail number at one 508 4343 You can email us at zogpod at gmail.com or, of course, contact us on Twitter. And uh, I'm, of course, Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G, and we have the son of Wharf here also on Twitter. Yes. And we'll give all that information at the end of the show again. But, um, yeah, we want to hear from you. And you can use these to get a hold of us to talk about anything, not just trivia, but news, items that you want us to discuss, get thoughts on. Um, in fact, we're going to be actually responding to some people's comments on Defying Gravity a little bit later. Good deal. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we'll be back after a short break in which you're going to hear a promo of some of the podcasts that we love
1: to listen to. Sometimes questions are more powerful than answers. How is this happening? What are they? Why them and not others? Why now? What does it all mean? In a world where ordinary individuals
0: begin to discover their unique abilities, I think I can fly. Ten people from across the nation will chronicle the events as they unfold. I'm going to be here, guiding fans from all over the world deeper into the extraordinary lives of heroes. The ninth at Heroes Netcast, www.heroescast.com. Also available on iTunes.
3: Hey, Well, we are back after that little break here in which we kind of pimped a Heroes podcast. And we're actually going to start in our TV segment, again, our goal being around 10 minutes here, in our TV segment of news, talking about the new Heroes Redemption trailer that came out. I think it lined up with Comic-Con. Am I right, Miles?
2: Yes, uh, about the same time
3: yeah so what I'd like to do is just play this for you and then we'll talk a little bit about it and our impression uh, about what this season might be shaping up for us to be
1: my brother Joseph and I have had two families the first one well let's just say it didn't work out too well but over the years we made ourselves a new one where are my manners
0: you look lovely as usual
1: There's a lot of change going on with me Life, it's all about new horizons
4: It keeps you from getting stale
1: I don't want to pretend to be anyone but me I just want to be Claire Bennett Daughter of Noah Bennett
0: Just be careful, sweetheart
1: Family is something that Joseph and I needed Daughter's protection from the outside world, a world that we never understand or appreciate, what made us different. A world that only fears us who we are. I felt myself shattered. Then all those
4: pieces of me
3: came
1: floating back together with one cohesive thought, killing all of you. Maybe we're both looking for redemption. Noah! What? There are those out there who will never accept us who we are. Now we found ourselves gathered at a fork in the road, and I ask you, which one Joseph would want us to take? One way is paved with fear. (laughs) The other road is paved with redemption. (laughs) Hi, I'm here to save you. Down that road, we stand in unison and we show ourselves. So where do we get our hands on a dead body? They will accept us, or they will fear us. She said this morning of our redemption. I'm hoping that's possible. Yes, well, I left out the part of our vengeance. There are others out there like us. One by one they will come. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. They'll find their way home again. His name is Hero. Hero Nakamura. He was here at the carnival. When? How long ago? Fourteen years.
4: strong i've stopped cold turkey i'm out
1: there is no such thing as out detective not for people like us i say it's time we found our way back home again do i know you the name's samuel and i think we're gonna be great friends
3: what did you think of this trailer
2: it's very intriguing it's there's uh um it it seems less of the same old same old we've gotten from heroes uh not that i'm disparaging heroes it's just it's almost been a little predictable um so i I, this this adds a new element to it so um this makes me more intrigued for the new season well you know what And. Oh, he seemed to have a pretty sinister villain here. I mean,
3: he's the guy from Prison Break. Am I right?
2: I'm not from uh, – I've not watched Prison Break. Okay. But uh, he, he much, looks like he he a ha- good villain.
3: Yeah, and he he's a, seems like a good villain. And, of course, we have Siler creeping back, which we knew was going to happen, that if you put him in um, you know, Nathan's body that or make Nathan him, that he wasn't going to be contained forever. And so we do have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think they're going with the title Redemption? What does that mean for the heroes?
2: Well, um, I think, uh, for, for some of them, they've had to do some things to, that, um, cross the line ethically. I'm thinking of Mohinder. Um, oh, yeah. he starts out the first couple seasons as an upright person and he gets, he gives himself these abilities and he throws out his ethics out the door and does some really bad things. So I think, uh, um, Somebody like him, this, you know, I, I could see this being redemption being a good theme for, uh, for, 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 him at least.
3: Right. Right. And maybe in some way all the heroes need to be redeemed. I don't know. They were on the run so much for, uh, the last half of the third season here. And, uh, now as we head into season four, I don't know. Yeah. I think all, probably
2: all of them have to, have to have some redeem themselves in some way, um, so some more than others, uh, I think Mohinder think of uh um, Mother Petrelli. Yeah. her first name will lose me at the moment, but uh, if anybody needs to redeem himself, I mean she definitely does oh yeah maybe uh, even
3: Nathan for even putting the heroes in that a uh,
2: place to begin with mm mm-hmm. Um uh Noah hornroom glasses guy I mean uh this this guy's got a lot of demons in his closet that he's got to deal with,
3: yeah absolutely, so anyways, heroes Monday. September 21st, 2009, is the premiere, and it will be a two-hour premiere, which could bode well.
2: Um, yeah, looking forward to Heroes again. All right. And now, in
3: Battlestar news.
2: Yeah, we uh, our, our friend, uh, Colonel Ty himself, uh, Michael Hogan, was interviewed uh, by the Slice of Sci-Fi podcast. Um, it's up now, so uh, Battlestar fans... Um, and it's a two-part interview. This is the first part that's released. Yeah, and I, I actually
3: have, that, a, I have a clip of that here. If we want to play it, let's let's hear it. Yeah, he's. You uh, he should be talking about the plan and now, Miles. The plan is being released when? Is that October?
2: It's either October or November. I'll have to ah, double man, check. I, I, I was
3: thinking October. Uh, I'm going to play a short clip here,
2: and uh, and then we can talk about it on the flip side. So you you have upcoming the the plan is coming up real soon, right? mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about it at all, or are you still under a pretty heavy NDA?
1: Well, I'm under a pretty heavy uh, security blanket here, but uh, I think you know that every episode of Battlestar you watch, it's uh, the Cylons, et cetera, and they have a plan. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, this is the plan. And I actually spent a great weekend last weekend with Eddie Almos, um, and uh, on the flight to Philadelphia from L.A., we watched the latest cut well actually the final cut there's a couple of uh, effects that have got to go in but we watched uh, we watched it the other day and man it's amazing it's going to get everybody uh going back right to the beginning of battlestar galactica and watching it all over
2: now the question that i have on this is is this going to be a filler piece or is does this thing stand on its own as as just really great content in the battlestar universe
1: well, I've been doing it for so long that I don't know what stands on its own anymore in terms of if someone hasn't seen Battlestar Galactica at all and they put the plan or watch the plan, uh, whether they're going to be lost or not, because uh, I've lost the concept of that. Like, if someone put on episode 410 of season 4, I mean, how much of a chance would you stand So but the people who have watched Battlestar Galactica are just going to eat it up because it goes on into the, I just did the World Science Festival in New York and, uh, it was, uh, what the heck was cyborgs on the horizon was the event, but it was, uh, it was basically, uh, they screened the uh, sections of Battlestar Galactica and then there was three scientists on the panel with Mary McDonald and myself, uh, who were artificial intelligence and robotics. Science experts, uh, and it was interesting doing that because when I uh, went to answer questions or give an opinion, I kind of checked myself because I thought, "Oh, am I giving too much Cylon information? Now, is this in the plan or is this in the finale of battle circle log?" <laughs> because there's quite the history of Cylons that now when I'm talking to people, I'm going to have to wait till the plan is over before I really uh, talk.
3: Anyway, so that's just a little short segment of the interview that they did, and I would encourage you to go over to Slice of Sci-Fi and listen to the entire interview with with Michael Hogan, and obviously tune in next week to catch the entire episode, the second part of that interview uh, with Michael Hogan. Uh, It was very good, and that's just a little segment where he was talking about the plan, and uh, obviously he can't share a lot of it because he's still under some NDA uh, because it's not out yet, but... Miles, uh,
2: can't wait to listen to this interview. Uh, Colonel Tyle is one of my favorite characters on the show. It's interesting; he was the probably the most human, and yet he ends up being a Cylon. Uh, it's revealed in the end. So, uh, um, and I'm looking forward to the plan. Also, this should be good. Uh, Edward James Alamos is directing it, so this this will be a, a, a good BSG movie.
3: Yeah, and they it, it sounds like it's finished, except for a few effects they need to add in, which means they're finished what two months ahead of time that gives them plenty of time to tweak it uh, to make it an excellent product and uh, we're looking forward to it
2: i watched a, a, an interview they interviewed um Ed. james alamos um, uh, david ike ron b moore and sa morales and uh, at comic-con and they said uh, well alamos said after you watch this you are want to go back and watch all four seasons of BSG. It'll help fill in some of the, maybe fill in some holes, and just you'll just want to watch them all again. So, so
3: you can uh, go, you can go buy all those seasons again,
2: <laughs> or something. <like> uh, that. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was pushing uh, Blu-ray, so, right, so right. yeah, he was trying to push that a little. Yeah, of course,
3: of course. Uh, whatever this, it, it's going to be good, and, and of course we're going to see him in Dollhouse this year,
2: just for an episode yeah, or two. Uh, th- Another BSG alumni in Dollhouse. Yeah, we're getting a bunch of them actually. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have the lawyer, I forget
3: his name, um, the lawyer, and then we have of course Tamo and uh, and uh, it's all good. It's all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, Warehouse 13. We aren't going to talk about it because uh, Miles hasn't watched yet. But uh, Joe Flanagan, the guy, the guy, the guy from uh, Stargate Atlantis, was on it so this week. So something that I know you didn't. You didn't watch Stargate Atlantis, but uh, for those of you that did, it's something to maybe check into.
2: But Well, right. the show keeps getting better and better, so I look forward to seeing it. Oh, my word. It doesn't ever.
3: I think so. I think it's going to be around for a while, and I hope it <laughs> is. But And we have, of course, uh, Starship Farragut News. We put it here because it kind of plays off of a TV series. Uh, what news came out
2: regarding them? Well, uh, recently uh, they re- – well, I'll backtrack just a little bit. Um one of the projects is they want to do some uh, the animated episodes that uh, Star Trek did back in the early seventies, and so they wanted to do it in that uh, style and format. Uh, so they've the episodes called Power Source. They've released um, part one of it. And it's going to be in three parts, and, it, and just this week they released the second part of it. So uh, if you if you're a fan of the, the Star Trek the, re- the animated series. This will seem very familiar to you, but it will be with a different cast of characters in this uh, uh, this episode. Yeah, uh, you know the the, the
3: core members. Uh, we just got we're going to be playing an interview with that we did with Michael from NeoFX next week. But uh, and he talks a little bit about this. But the core characters remain the same
2: in, in the Starship Farragut universe. Yes, right,
3: right. So. Uh, you really got to check this out. The third part, of course, will be released later this month, but if you are into fan films and you want something new and unusual, I don't know if there's ever been an animated fan film before. I don't think there has for star Trek.
2: Not like this. Um, there is a, there is a star Trek CGI fan film called, uh, star Trek Aurora. They've done about two episodes so far, but it's all CGI, Mm -hmm. but this is, uh, it's an homage to the, um, the filmation style of doing, uh, um, of animation. Right.
3: Uh, well, Defying Gravity. I want to talk briefly about this. I know you didn't watch this, Miles, but we did get some listener feedback and some questions about this and about our impressions of it. I watched it. This is an ABC space soap opera is the best way to put it called Defying Gravity. It airs in three parts is my understanding. The first part was this past Sunday. Uh, And uh, if you did miss the first part, my guess is that they'll air it again prior to the showing, or you can always go to Hulu and watch it. In fact, I started watching it on my regular television, and because my son was watching something else this morning, I finished it on Hulu. So you can easily do it that way. Um, But here's, here's the synopsis, basically. Uh, and I'm not going to give too much away. Basically, there's this crew that's going on an eight planet, eight planet exploration uh, of the of the solar system, but the focus is less on the exploration, more on the inner dynamics of the crew. Now, the look of the ship reminds you very much of the Discovery from 2001, and of course from Virtuality, uh, as far as the way they're laying out the ship, uh, but. No, with uh, of course it's different than virtual reality uh, r- only because it's they aren't uh, doing the reality TV thing as much. Although there's a little bit of that there, but the focus is on the relationships a little bit more. But I thought the virtuality kind of did that as well, didn't it, Miles?
2: It, it, it did. It tried to. It tried to be. This is Ron B. Moore's work. Uh, Try to be more character driven as opposed to you know the, the necessarily the plot. Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, one of one of the guys that wrote in said, uh, "Hearn said that there's too many plot lines crammed into the first show. It was too obtuse for the first episode. He rated it a three out of five. I probably agree with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked the episode. Uh, the best part was the last three seconds of it. I felt like it kept me on my edge of my seat at that point." Uh, okay. Although there was some tension at other places as well. And then Starl Rhino kind of wrote in and said, did you like Defying Gravity? It's extremely light sci-fi, if it's even sci-fi at all, with lots of sex. Um, there was some sex there, but I didn't feel that there was any more sex than, let's say, Battlestar Galactica, which had its <laughs> own share of that. Um, right. So, I, is it light sci-fi? We certainly aren't looking at deep, intellectual, thought-provoking sci-fi. Is it a show that, Miles, you need to go back and watch? I'm not certain of that. Okay. But uh, I would rate it a three out of five. And um, if you really want to catch and tune into it, ABC 10 o'clock on Sunday. It's going to be there. So I don't know. I believe that's it for our TV news.
2: Okay. Well, we do have um, some, some movies coming uh, We have some movie out.
3: news as well. And uh, we'll go ahead and talk about that.
2: Yes. Uh movie coming out in September I believe Uh, it's called The Surrogate Uh, it's being made by Disney Uh, Bruce Willis is starring in it and it looks very interesting I definitely want to see this movie
3: yeah in fact let me play the trailer for you just so you can get at least hear some of the things that are going on in it
1: robotic human surrogates combine the durability of a machine with the grace and beauty of the human body With most people living their lives through their surrogate selves, our world has become a safer place. Take a seat in your stem chair. And just with the power of your mind, you can control your surrogate and send it out into the real world. You can live your life without limitations. You see what they see. Feel what they feel. And become anyone you want to be, from the comfort and safety of your own home. You can finally live the life you've always dreamt of, without any risk or danger to yourself.
0: We are confronted with an unprecedented situation. Two people have died while connected to their surrogates. I think we may actually have a homicide here. first one in 15 years. The public cannot be allowed to get the idea that using a surrogate can be fatal. If it's true, I just want to know how an operator can be killed by signals from a surrogate.
1: Surrogates have been blown to bits without the least bit of harm to their operators. If it were possible, it would defeat the entire purpose of surrogacy. Oh my God,
0: Tom. You're lucky to be alive. Good thing you unplugged.
1: How long is it since you've been out without
4: a again? I can't even remember.
0: It's different when you actually feel the pain. What do you want
2: from me? You wife. I am your
0: wife. No, you are not You changed the world and now you want to destroy it? Do yeah.
2: no, I stop this. You can't. Maggie, get offline. I think something's going to happen.
3: Miles, this looks incredibly great. Uh, Maybe great, not even describing it. It looks awesome to to say the least. When I watched the trailer, uh, it engaged me, it intrigued me. The idea behind it uh, that this virtual world somehow can pass into our own lives and affect us here and that we somehow live our lives through robots or physical avatars is kind of interesting.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, And and in I mean this is showed in the trailer um, Bruce Willis has to learn how to uh, function with his own body he's pro uh, which we find out you know later in the trailer so um, this is an ex- excellent chance to explore you know the condition between you know humans and and, and robots and um, I'm sure this will ask a lot of interesting ethical questions.
3: Yeah, and this is one that seems to be a bit deeper. Based on a comic book, probably titled The Surrogates by Top Shelf Comics, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It, it's exploring a topic that's almost Matrix-like. I mean, people living in a pod, living their lives out through uh, another reality. Uh, although mm-hmm. while these are not enslaved per se, except for voluntarily, you have this idea of not venturing out into the real world.
2: No, you don't have to. I mean, you have your own surrogate that can basically go work. You know, I mean, you do you work and live through this this uh, surrogate. Um, there's no risk to your physical self. I mean, you're just at home, so it's going to ask some interesting questions. Whether- you know, and, and how
3: and how appropriate this is with the uh, with the whole idea of you know we're such germaphobes these days. We're such into getting the ultra protection and uh, and making sure everything's the absolute safest it can be, is this the next step in our evolution to say, okay, let's put something else out there so that let's, let's not have to leave our homes anymore because it's just safer to be in our homes and let's put out a either physical or non-physical avatar reflection or surrogate of ourselves to go do these jobs.
2: You, you bring up the protection part, I mean, um, as well, I mean, you there, so there's very little consequences to your actions if, if you know what I mean I mean you can oh, absolutely so you can do whatever well, you want and also yeah yeah you know, so this is gonna be a good movie I can't wait to see it
3: yeah uh, we plan in October on of course reviewing this movie we're hopefully going to see it at the end of uh, September which is when it comes out do I have the uh, air date for that
2: let's uh, see uh, oh, for sure. I did,
3: but no I, do, I actually don't have it here it's probably in the press release which I don't have here let me see it real quick Dun, 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 dun. Um, Oh, I just, I'm out of it, so I don't have it. Anyways, September is, I think, the date. I believe September 25th is the date uh, Televixen gave me when I asked her about the actual release date of it. And we're going to have her on the show. If you don't know who Televixen is, check her out, dvdgeeks.com. Uh, and also on uh, Twitter, she goes by the name Televixen. And we're going to try and have her on the show and be discussing this whole uh, idea of man versus machine and the whole eth- ethics of it. So should be good. should be very oh, good. Oh, yeah. Before we head out of movie news, if you, of course, are going to see G.I. Joe this weekend, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you really think of it, especially for you lovers of the whole G.I. Joe franchise, if you grew up with it. We want to hear what your uh, thoughts are on the live action version. So you can go ahead and call us at 1-888-508-4343, and that would be absolutely awesome.
2: The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission.
1: Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Smokey religions and ancient weapons.
2: Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews.
0: I am to misbehave.
2: The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host, Rico, at Trucksinsci-Fi.com.
3: Welcome back to the show. We're going to head into an interview here that's pretty dang interesting. Pretty dang interesting. And we're excited about uh, this interview. Uh, When we first ran into it, we didn't know much about the Kavanaugh's. The interview is with Hayden Black from the Kavanaugh's. You might know him better from Burbank, California. Is that what it was called? Um, I I believe it was that. Or the Burbank yeah. show, or something like that. Something with
2: Burbank. Yes. Something
3: with Burbank in it, and that's probably his most notable. He's known for being a for producing these webisodes, and he brings in all these notable actors. And the same is true for Cabinots, which is going to be premiering in October, is my understanding. Uh, so in Cabinots, he brings in a great cast. What are some of the people that he's bringing into this uh, these webisode series?
2: Well, he's gotten uh, Nichelle Nichols to appear in it. Um, as a regular and uh, and also uh, Miracle Laurie is going to be a uh, guest guest starring in it too.
3: Yeah. And, and Eric Doyle, of course, the puppet master is going to be in it from heroes. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has a bunch of other notables as well that he's bringing in uh, these guest appearances for this 10 to 15 minute episode shows. So we could talk about this a lot longer, but uh, he explains it pretty well in an interview of if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. He did. So, without any further ado, here is Hayden Black in our interview with him about The Cabinauts.
0: Take a ride with the world's first ever sci-fi musical comedy. Take a ride with The Cabinauts. This is Skerid27. Not only is Cyril McTavish my best friend, but he's also the greatest cab instructor ever... For getting me a job, he should get a promotion, a raise, and three hot blondes who like to diddle his goods. Oh, oh. can
4: you not do that? Because if that goes out... It's I,
0: not on. Oh. All right, then. Well, let's just get to today's lesson. Set in a space cab, Goodnight Burbank's Hayden Black and Star Trek's Nichelle Nichols anchor a cast that's truly out of this world.
4: I have a board meeting. We can pick
1: this up later. After lunch? There he goes again. Farmers don't talk about food as much as he does.
0: Guest stars from iconic sci-fi shows like Buffy dollhouse and more are signing up to take a ride in a series that's taking the world of web video to a new dimension so that's the one you've been crushing on she's hot doodle but how would that even work Is she's just intelligent software i am sure there's a socket somewhere i could plug something onto and in the middle of each episode an original music video featuring your favorite sci-fi superstars singing and dancing Think Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets Taxicab Confessions meets Flight of the Concords, for a threesome, and you're halfway there. I just got married myself last month. My wife's already talking babies. Calling you on isn't the same thing. The Cabanauts, coming this fall to Daily Motion.
1: Can I, either of you, deliver a
0: baby? Depends on where you want it going. I'm still trying to figure out where Blurg is.
3: Well, why don't you briefly uh, tell us about yourself for people who may not know who Hayden Black is and uh, are your production company and, um, you know, who is the real Hayden Black? I am pronouncing um, your, your name correctly, right? Hayden.
4: Yes, Hayden? yes, you are.
3: Okay. Go ahead.
4: Um, well, let's see. I, I, was, I was in on-air promos, uh, slaving away doing, you know, promoting other people's shows for the networks uh, here in Los Angeles. And um, it, uh, it's just a soul-destroying job. <laughs> but I, I'd always wanted to write and, and, and direct and produce my own stuff. And uh, three, uh, four years ago, I, uh, I quit. And um, uh, it was, two, uh, I think, March 2006, We uh, I launched a show called Goodnight Burbank, um, which is a comedy about people who bring us the news uh, while they're bringing it. And so I found myself acting in that. I had never acted in my entire life. And um, it was fun. It was, you know, just doing all of it, really, um, doing all the elements uh, that go with doing a show. And it got really successful really quickly, you know. Um, and so about uh, a year and a half later, uh, I thought, let me try another show, uh, another comedy um, called Abigail's Teen Diary. And that was about a, um, a 13-year-old um, a girl who has a, a fictional genetic condition that gives her the appearance of a guy in his thirties. And so I played Abigail. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Each, oh, man. The episode is, uh, was, you know, the good night Burbanks are about six, six minutes or so. Um, and, uh, take place in, you know, in a fictional newsroom. Um, Abigail, they're, they're ostensibly the little monologues, you know, like she talks about her day. And so those are pretty short. They're like a minute and a half and stuff. And then, um, um, last year we, uh, we approached, uh, uh, daily motion about this, uh, doing, um, a sci-fi musical comedy, uh, cause they were looking to do their first original series. And, um, they went through over a hundred, uh, pitches and apparently we were like the only one that made them laugh. <laughs> That's good. Um, we, we went ahead and, um, you know, we, we did the deal with them and, and then, um, uh, after we put the deal together. Um, we started to sign all these big, big names to be a part of it. Um, and so that the show itself, very briefly, it's um, it's set in a space cab. Um, I play the cab instructor. Uh, Norm Thurming plays the driver. We're both old friends. We're now working together. Um, but I'm I'm teaching him how to drive this cab. And, um, and Nichelle Nichols, uh, a horror from Star Trek, a living legend. Um, Nikki plays... Um, CJ, the CEO of the Cabinorts, and um, in each episode, we take passages there and back, and uh, they're going to be played by um, actors and actresses from, you know, iconic sci-fi um, TV series and movies. So in the pilot, uh, as you know, we've got Miracle Laurie from Dollhouse and James C. Leary from Buffy, um, and um, we're lining up lots more people um, for future episodes Um some we can talk about, some we can't. But we got people from uh, from Heroes, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Lost. Um, we, we just put up a video with John Barrowman from Torchwood saying he's going to be doing an episode, um, and uh, and plenty more people too. It's it's really exciting and pretty surreal.
3: <laughs> I'll bet that has to be like a that has to be like how's this all coming together? Type of a feeling.
4: I think it's you know, I think it's part of it is 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 the idea. Because in the middle of every episode, we break into an original song and dance. You know, um, the music's going to be kind of 80s synth-pop sounding. I saw um, that. The, the show takes place in 2183, so it's kind of the 80s all over again anyway. Um, and so um, I think a lot of actors and actresses would really like, they'd really like the opportunity to, to kind of stretch some legs that they don't normally get to do. And, um, you know, the scripts seem just fun and breezy. They're about 10 minutes each. Um and so it's you know we we we'll, we can shoot with the guest cast in a you know in a day uh, yeah. and get everything we need. Um, so and and the other weird thing is is kind of like every time I look up the planets are aligning you know um, with this project. Um, more and more people are getting interested and it's just it's phenomenal and I'm 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 hoping it lasts as, as long as it can. Yeah.
3: So the musical part of the show then is, is it the musical number in the middle? Is that kind of what makes it the musical part? Uh, yes. The sci-fi comedy. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of blend of uh, genres. I mean, the closest that we've got, gotten to this has been Dr. Horrible, uh, which which isn't really what's musical. And I guess there's something com- co- comedy, but it's not really a show. It's more of a movie, right?
4: Um, that was, yeah. This is a, a scripted series. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more aligning with uh, Flight of the Concords, or if you're familiar with a UK show called The Mighty Boosh. Okay. Um where they kind of break into song as well. Um, the lyrics kind of are informed by the um, the storyline for that episode. Mm. Um, and um, you know, we're going to be reaching out to to uh, professional uh, musicians, songwriters, um, producers to uh, to remix each track. That will also make available on iTunes with each episode, so you can get like a CD single of all these different remixes.
3: Oh, that that'll be awesome. That'll be
4: great. Wow. Well, that's... If you like synth-pop music, I mean, obviously, it's all going to be very subjective. Right.
3: Now, you, you mentioned, too, that it's kind of a, it's a blend between Fly the Concords and Hitchhiker's Guide, right? And I saw the Hitchhiker's sure. Guide element in that just in the little clip of the trailer that you have. The humor and everything is kind of that way.
4: The Douglas Adams was, was definitely um, the main influence on me as a writer when I was a kid. Uh, when I was uh, um, uh, 12 or 13 and discovering uh, Hitchhikers for the first time, um, it really influenced me greatly. And, and in fact, actually, the, the idea for um, for the Kabanauts stemmed from uh, an idea that I had when I was 15 years old. Um, and I started writing a, a sci-fi novel um, with uh, Cyril and Harry in it. And um, and they they ran a cargo trucking company. It was very much influenced... Uh, by Douglas Adams and his style, wow. and um, wow. you know it was kind of resurrected um, a year or so ago and, and developed in a different direction. So instead of um, a cargo trucking company, it's a, a cab company. I mean, you know, it's kind of similar, right? right. Uh, but, but Douglas Adams definitely was was uh, has been a huge influence. Mm.
3: Well, our show uh, we just we just got done rebranding our show a couple weeks ago, and originally our show was called "Dining at the End of the Universe," which was a spoof on the whole restaurant at the end of the universe that, that Adams did. So, so we have that connection there too. But uh, and uh, I love Adams' work. He was just uh, I felt that Adams when he wrote, uh, while it was humorous, there was such a satire on society and who they were and, and what we do as society. I mean, you know.
4: Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think the radio show for Hitchhikers was was so superior ultimately to, I think anything else he did within that format. Um, The the thing that kind of, um, uh, sadly, if I can be critical for a second, um, that that bothered me about his writing was that, you know, he had this great sense, uh, the style and his prose of humanizing everything, you know, Um, uh, the the way, you know, sunlight would crawl into a room, for example, he would humanize that. Uh, And, um, and it, 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 it was fun to read, but, um, I think a lot of the, um, the dialogue he wrote for the characters, and I'm talking like in the Dirk gently books and stuff started to kind of mirror it. And, um, it, I, I didn't find it as, as fun or as but interesting as, um, as the hitchhiker stuff.
3: Right. Right. Well, nonetheless, he still remains an iconic uh, writer.
4: Hugely. So, usually so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Now, uh, you mentioned earlier that um, that you have. We obviously have the pilot done as as an episode. You're premiering it at this next week's Comic Con, uh, yeah. in, in Chicago, right? Uh-huh. Um, what? Uh, how many episodes do you have down and done and complete at this point?
4: Oh, not just the pilot. We uh, we're going to do 15 episodes total for season one. Um, and the minute Daily Motion uh, get us, you know, get advertisers on board, and we get uh, an episodic order, we uh, will go to s- full series.
3: Okay, very very good. That's awesome. So, you, do you have? Fi- are they planned out, sort of fifteen, or you just know they're just going to be fifteen at this point?
4: Um, no, there's some storylines already planned out. The first uh, five total are already written, um, and um, we, ha- you know, this definitely writing uh, story arcs for um, for the entire season. Right. So there are, there'll be some f- fun surprises.
3: And when does the uh, season premiere?
4: Um, it all depends on the episodic order. It'll be. Um, mid to late october we're guessing
3: okay all right because i wasn't sure i not sure uh, I didn't see a release date uh when i was checking the website out so
2: you're wearing a lot of hats as far as the, the work you're doing for the uh, for this show um are you doing the majority of the writing or are you having anybody else help with the writing uh, i'm doing all the writing okay so you're the
3: writing you're the producer you're you're you doing some of the music as well
4: I'm doing all the music. Uh, I'm directing. I'm acting. I'm uh, having a, a, a heart attack, probably from all the work uh, <laughs> that we're wow. doing. Do you um, sleep? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> of, you know, I'm also pitching the stuff. I mean, we got um, we got Aaron Gray to come on board and do casting for us. Um, so there are some, you know, wonderfully talented people that are out there helping with some uh, other aspects of it. But um, I, I guess it's because I just have a, a very particular vision. And um, I want to see it through, and and hopefully it works. You know, I, I could be <laughs> terribly mistaken. <laughs>
3: well, you know, it seemed humorous. just from the little bit that we saw off the uh, trailer. It was uh, it seemed humorous. It's something that I'm definitely going to check out when I get to see the pilot, and who knows, maybe some of the others.
2: But was that Aaron Gray, uh, who was in Buck Rogers?
4: Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. Aaron Wilma Deering. Um, mm-hmm. She runs a company called Heroes for Hire that basically represent uh, a lot of genre actors and actresses, sci-fi, you know, um, fantasy, horror, for um, speaking engagements and um, conventions. And we were introduced to her, um, I guess, at the end of last year, like November, December, and we we finally got together in January. And um, she said, well, I've never cast a show before. And I said, that's okay. We've never done a sci-fi comedy musical, Uh so... (laughs) You know, are you in? And bless her, she's in, and she's uh, she's really enjoying it so far. We we went and had drinks um, uh, during Comic Con uh, last week, uh, the San Diego Comic Con, and uh, and she said uh, she was pleasantly surprised how much fun she was having.
3: Yeah, well, and, seemed like seemed like you had quite an audience there. You had what six thousand people kind of view the, uh, the, I guess the not really the it was the trailer, right? That you yeah, that was
4: there? phenomenal. We we got into the masquerade ball and. Um, Michelle um, uh, Blesser said, "You know, if you want me to uh, to introduce it on stage, I-, I will." And I was, you know, how could you turn that down?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
4: and uh, they didn't. And um, we, uh, we, we, you know, we went there. And um, the co- by the way, just as an aside, the costumes at this masquerade ball were phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen like it. Uh, and we do have a bunch on video. Um, and we'll, At some point, we'll put up a little video, just a behind the scenes of some of these costumes hmm. um but uh it was great yeah we um nichelle they, they said to us beforehand they said look they said they're very vocal um here at masquerade at the masquerade ball and um they'll let you know if they don't like it so you you guys should be prepared um <laughs> and um so, so you like kept- crossing your fingers that. Yeah, we were, we steeled ourselves, and, and it went down a storm. People were laughing and, and ultimately cheering at the end of it. So that was just uh, absolutely fantastic.
3: Well, that had to be a good feeling to have that under your belt and have that kind of um, positive, um, I don't know, urging to to keep moving forward with this project.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I've got to remind myself that it's, it's at the end of the day, as is everything, it is subjective. It is a very, it's a specific style of comedy that, um, is subjective. There's the music is subjective. Um, we just hope that enough people like it, you know,
3: right. For it to uh, continue on and so on. Now you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned that, uh, Gray was booking. She obviously got you Miracle Laurie and you mentioned some of these shows that, uh, of actors you've on. Can you give us any names? I know you can't give me everything, but any names at all the people that you're going to have on future episodes?
4: Well, I I mentioned uh, John Barrowman uh, from Torchwood, Captain Jack. He'll be doing it probably, actually, not till the new year, um, because it all uh, boils down to his schedule and when he's coming back to the US. Um, uh, One of the name I can give you is um, uh, David Lawrence, uh, who plays uh, Eric Doyle, the puppeteer in Lost Uh, Heroes. Excuse me, in Heroes, yeah. Um, He will be playing. uh, David will be playing uh, a gay space pirate. That would uh, be good. Who, oh, he, who, commandeers, who commandeers the Scarrid, which is uh, the name of the ship in the Cavernots?
3: He'll, he'll make a. He'll do that well. He'll carry out that. I,
4: he'll do amazing.
3: Yeah, and he was great in Heroes. Man, I, I love seeing him in Heroes. Yeah, he's he's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal guy. Yeah. Talking about Torchwood, did you see Children of Earth? I did.
4: Then what did you think? I did. I th- you know what? I love. Uh, overall, I loved it. I thought it was a, when they said we want 10% of your children i thought oh how brilliant how original this is kind of cool and then they ratcheted it up and said cuz we want to use them oh, i well can i i don't want to give away any spoilers but right. when they they said what they wanted the kids for i was my mouth hit the ground i thought it was brilliant yeah um, i thought episode 5 there was a little bit of running around going on that, that they you know they probably could have ended it in four episodes um, but uh, overall i really enjoyed it i really did enjoy it
3: you know, it was it was. You know, they, they of course on BBC America they showed you know the, those five episodes, and then they showed Doctor Who: Planet of the Dead on Sunday, and uh, and I watched. You know, I watched uh, all of them, and and because I'm a huge Who fan, and I watched Torchwood for the most part of the two seasons it aired, I did feel that Torchwood felt really dark and heavy compared to some of the other Torchwood episodes I'm used to seeing. Um, I did think that the scripting was very good, and I thought that the first couple of episodes—you know, episodes one, two, and three—especially kept me really engaged to what was going on. Yeah. So, I don't know. I liked it. I, I do, and I, I really like, ja- uh, you know, Barrowman as an actor. So.
4: Yeah, yeah. I have to say, overall, it was it was pretty damn good. I, there were some scenes in episode five where it seemed that they were just playing for time. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, and you know what? I did have I did have one problem with. With basically them them assaulting the building where the aliens were, you know, marching in and saying, we're here, we're going to, we, you know, if you want to fight, we're right here. And they released some poison smoke and it was like, oh, no, we, we've given up. It was, I, that was a little bizarre, but, you know, it was still, it was a good entertaining fun.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you walk away entertained, My- Miles and I always say, if you walk away from a film entertained, I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, right. you can pick it apart at the end of the day, but ultimately... Was it worth your ten dollars at the theater? Was it worth your hour and a half, you know, watching in front of the TV? And if it was, if you enjoyed it, eh, okay,
4: you're right. And because there's so much stuff out there that you know, you know, you can do so much stuff with your time, whether you're watching TV or, or or video gaming or on the internet or whatever. So I think something has to be incredibly special to uh, to grab your attention these days.
2: You mentioned Aaron Gray. I, I met had the opportunity to meet Aaron Gray at a sci-fi convention back in. Uh um oh eight yeah it was uh, she did a, a small a small con on the east coast called uh a far point but uh no she she was a class act um and when we were there there was a lot of people so we got we got some nice one-on-one time with her and um i had a chance to meet michelle nichols at a sci-fi convention about you know about 10 11 years ago and uh, uh very very pleasant very gracious lady uh, so I, that's really cool that you have her uh you know. they 're
4: both absolutely lovely and, and I know it sounds like a cliche to, to talk about how wonderful uh, people that you work with are, but it 's all true that both of them are, are just incredibly professional, incredibly graceful um, i mean we shot with Michelle uh, a bunch of scenes in one day um, uh, a couple months ago, and um, she 's got more energy than, than uh, you know people half her age mm-hmm. she 's just and, and, and gracious and smiling constantly. Um, Just an absolute, well, both of them absolute class acts, and I'm, I'm, you know, I bless my stars every day that uh, I'm lucky enough to, you know, to be working with them.
2: Mm -hmm. We we see Nichelle singing and dancing in in your trailer here, so uh, is that something we can uh, see more of?
4: Yeah, Nichelle's in every episode, and so she will be singing and dancing in every episode, along with (laughs) the entire cast, including the guest cast. I mean, working with... um, uh, Miracle and James. You know, I I didn't meet Miracle until she, uh, you know, showed up at the studio the, the day we were shooting, and because uh, everything gone through Aaron. And Miracle was 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 fantastic, absolutely amazing. Uh, James, I actually I knew James through um, a mutual friend. Um, we'd uh, we'd been at some barbecues together, and I had absolutely no idea he'd been in Buffy.
3: Well, what did he do in Buffy? I can't uh, remember. Play-
4: he played Clem, uh, the blue-skinned demon. I guess he ate kittens. <laughs> uh, Charming. He was on the show for a, a couple of years. Like, I think it was 2001 through 2003. Okay. And, um, I, like I said, I'd met James um, uh, at, at some barbecues and had no idea that he was uh, a, a kitten-eating demon. Nice. Uh, and then um, I think Aaron actually brought it up. And I was, I said, you know Jimmy Leary and. I, I didn't. <laughs> like, why? I, like, why do you know? Why would you know Jimmy, Larry? And then <laughs> I, I found out. I'm like, oh! And he was he was fantastic. You know, okay. um, it was just it was a great day. We got a, you know interviews shot that we'll be putting up uh, on the web later. We got we did photo shoots. We did we know recorded their audio for the uh, for the track. Um, we got them you know dancing uh, in the video, and of course we got the scenes.
3: Right, right. That sounds that that sounds like fun and miracle. Uh, just from our experience with miracle, miracle was just so down to earth and so easy to work with. Just as we yeah. were inter- interviewing her and just uh, she's great, very giving. She's good folks. Yes, yeah, yeah.
4: She, she's
3: great, and she could sing and dance. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, we have a video on our uh, on our YouTube page of her doing the, uh, this little hula dance that she does.
4: Oh um. yeah, we we got, we got like a little bit of that while we were dancing. Uh, while we were shooting the dancing, we uh, we got her to do some of that. Uh, but she, she's just absolutely amazing. Um, and you know, this, this talk of a Wonder Woman movie, you know, Miracle should should nail that that job. <laughs> that
3: role. There was there was rumor flying around Twitter about that, but you know, she didn't know anything <laughs> about it.
4: I will happily contribute to the rumor because <laughs> she, she is fantastic and and deserves it, and right. and she looks it, and she's got you know. Yeah, she she's def- got- she
3: definitely fit the role. Yeah, we we just started a trend, a trending t- topic in Twitter that you know Miracle Laurie for tw- for Wonder she Woman
2: kind of resembles Linda Carter a little bit. I mean, uh, oh, she
4: has Linda Carter's eyes. Yeah, um, that's what she, I was thinking. Yeah, definitely, de- definitely.
2: And, and she's tall, so I mean, she could definitely you know kick butt and take names. I mean, right, uh, right, right.
4: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember telling her that day I said, that uh, I said, "You kind of also remind me a little bit of Belinda Carlisle," okay, and she yeah. so, she gets that a fair amount. Right. All right. Well, you know,
3: if you need more music on the show, I'm sure that her ukulele band could contribute.
4: Well, you know, one of the things that we're um, we're looking at um, uh, doing, you know, later on is um, uh, kind of a Cabinauts uh, evening. Uh, and we'll have the dancers, the, the cabinets, and our music. And also we'll put things together, uh, other acts. So, for example, you know, we, we, we mention it to Miracle. We'll see if it goes anywhere. But her... her um, her and her, her fiancé, um, they do uh, the Ukebox Hero group. They could be part of the evening, and, and other you know, people who are musical could be part of the evening too. So we'll see where uh, where that all takes us down the road.
3: All right. Well, we talked a lot about Nichelle and uh, a little bit about your role in, in Cavanaughts. Tell us about the other two regulars in the Um
4: Well, uh, Norm Thurming, um who performs regularly uh, here in L.A. at... Um, um, Opening night, the musical um, at a uh, Improv Olympic at IO. Um, he's a great actor, a uh, great looking guy. Really, just nails the role. Um, and he he performs, like I say, in this opening nights. It's an improvised uh, hour long musical every Friday night that they do. And uh, that was actually the launching pad to make the Cabanouts a musical in the first place. Okay. Um, it, it never was. And when I started to talk to Norm about casting him in this role. I started to wonder how we could use music um, as part of the show with, with Norm's background. Uh, and uh, so it, it it wasn't influenced by the Dr. Horribles or anything else. It was literally um, talking to Norm and, and, and realizing that there was possibly something there. Um, so so that's Norm, who's just absolutely phenomenal. And then Monica Young, um, who I've worked with on, uh, on Goodnight Burbank, uh, she plays Lolita, the um, the holographic uh, computer dispatch unit uh, that my character Cyril has a huge crush on. And um, uh, Lolita is going to have her own kind of AI life. You know, she performs in, a, in an artificial intelligence uh, cover band with other computer dispatch units on the weekend. Um, and we're going to see a lot more of, uh, of her, too. And, and in real life, Monica is a phenomenal singer. I mean, just what a voice on her. And you can see a little bit of it in the trailer. Um, we, we put a little snippet there. And, um, um, and she's a great dancer too. And so so having you know, those skills um, with a beautiful actress, a uh, beautifully talented actress, really helps out too. So um, I think we, we, the, the two of them are really solid and really bring um, a lot of musical talent as well as acting talent to the proceeding.
3: Now um, I know you're being distributed through uh, what's a company you said that you're going to be working with?
4: Well, with the, the, the Daily, Daily Motion. Motion. Daily Motion gets each episode for one month, and then we then we do what we want with it, and we're you know we're looking into what that second month and so on and um, will will you know where it goes and all that kind of stuff. But you, we're we're also going to be developing uh dot com the website out right now. It's just. Um, Uh, WordPress site so it was kind of pre-production mode so we're just posting their little blogs and pictures and whatnot Um, but when the show finally does go live um, the website will have this complete uh, flash makeover and will be completely different to what's there now Hmm. and uh, there'll be all kinds of of ways for fans to engage uh, and and interact with the show uh, get your own you know space cab license um, well, that interact like fun yeah we, we're talking to, to some amazing um, uh, technological you know the, the tech people right now about what we're going to bring to the site and the, and the user experience because we want it to be um, kind of unique and and, uh, and unlike um, a lot of stuff that's out there and just really fun and engaging so um, so we're working on that too right now you know on what that's going to look like
3: and will that still be at your Will that replace the current Word, WordPress site then?
4: Yes, I mean no. the same URL, but it will re- right. that that site will the look and the feel of the site will disappear, and um, you'll basically kind of navigate through the site through the uh, the dashboard of the Scarad, which will be you know on the site in all in flash form, and um, um, characters like Lolita and uh, Grandma, um, who's you know Nichelle's uh, clone brain grandmother, sits on her desk, <laughs> uh, and we we think. We, the few people that have seen um, the early version of the pilot so far um, all seem to, to really like uh, the grandma character. So we think there might be um, um, something there with her. So we'll, we'll have her on the site as well. Okay. Very right,
3: we good. And uh, in, in that website is, for our listener, what?
4: How, how, did, how did it get to you? Uh, the com. Yeah, pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah, and it's, it's C-A-B as in boy, uh, O-N-A-U-T-S.
3: All right. com. Um, and they can also follow you on Twitter for updates as well,
4: yeah, I mean, my personal Twitter account is at Hayden Black, and um the Cabinauts um Twitter account is at the Cabanauts.
3: so pretty straightforward there as well,
4: yeah trying um, to keep it simple, yeah.
3: Well, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, if you ever want some other feedback in that pilot, Miles and I would be love would love to be <laughs> able to just take a preview of that sometime. So,
4: are you, well, are you guys hitting Chicago next week?
3: Oh man, we uh, well, we're pretty far from Chicago. We have what yeah. a 15, 15 hour drive to Chicago, ten hour drive,
4: or a three hour
2: plane ride. Yeah, or something. something like that. We probably
3: won't be so. Yeah,
2: not this year. But
3: not, no, unfortunately, not. So we'd love to actually. We would, lo- we would have loved to be. In a- we would have to been at San Diego this past weekend too, but.
4: I was crazy. I'd never been to a comic con before, and I just did not stop working for three days.
3: I'll bet, I'll bet. But it gave a what an opportunity though for you to expose your show and to kind of uh, get it out there.
4: Oh, it was great, and we got such good buzz, and and it was worth the fact that I, I came back and pretty much collapsed for a day. You know. <laughs> yeah,
3: we well, you know.
4: Uh, you know,
3: when you when you think of Comic Con, you think of a lot of the big names, but it has to be a great place. I know it's a great place for shows like The Guild that have been going now and they're heading into the third season, and um, so even some of these smaller web shows. And this is really what this is really a web show, uh, which has yeah. been kind of cool. So. And so, it has to be a great place to kind of promote that because it is a it is at least one of the futures of our uh, of our video and our technology.
4: Well, it's where it's going, and I think that at the end of the day, you know, obviously uh, a core audience are going to be there. Um, You know, the mailing list that that we're assembling are people that want to know about the show. They don't—they're not just giving up their email because they, you know, uh, they want something else or whatever. Um, This is for people who want to find out, you know, what Nichelle's doing and Miracle and James and uh, and and, um, so on and so forth. And it was a great opportunity too to uh, to talk to some. you know we, I caught up with uh, one of the main cast of uh, of lost while we were there uh, and uh, talked to him about um, doing an appearance and he, you know I, he said yes we 'll see what that translates to later on, but right. it was a great way of also connecting with uh with some people
3: awesome well thank you so much Hayden for uh, coming on the show uh, show and um We'll, we'll probably uh, we'll probably be putting this up on our um, as, as a part of our show in the in the upcoming weeks uh, when we do uh, when we actually put together a, a, our next show our next show we're going to be recording tonight but we have another interview scheduled uh, that was recorded earlier about Harry Potter which I did not see but uh, we interviewed someone about that so but did you see oh, the new go ahead
4: I have not, no I have not seen the new Harry Potter I have been so busy I have not seen anything I want to go. <laughs> Bruno is top of the list for me to go see, but by the time <laughs> around, it'll be on cable. I'm sure. Yeah, it's just yeah. so big.
3: Yeah, it is. Well, thank you again for uh, for coming Thanks on. Thanks for show. having me. I, It was an
4: absolute pleasure.
3: Yeah, it was great. And uh, and who knows, maybe when we maybe, maybe when we get you like right before the release date, we can you know we can uh, kind of hook up again and maybe do a little uh, chat about it. Maybe not a full show, but maybe have you on for you know five ten minutes to kind of talk about it.
4: Most definitely, and you know we could probably get um, uh, James along or, and some of the other cast. Oh, that
3: would that would that would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, we'll talk about. We'll, I mean, you're following me on Twitter. We'll hook up on Twitter a little bit and maybe uh, chat about that. And if we can kind of make that happen, let's make it happen.
4: I like the sound of that. All right, hey, thanks a lot. Take care. Hayden. Thanks, guys. It was good talking. All, All right, talk you. Bye.
3: I hope you enjoyed our interview with Hayden Black here. Uh, We had an awesome time just chatting with him, finding out about it. And hopefully, like we said, we're going to get him back onto the show in October. So uh, maybe with a few more of the cast members, which would be kind of cool to do a roundtable discussion on the whole show. So we'll see how that goes. Sometimes that materializes. Sometimes that doesn't. But if you want more information on the show and what we've been talking about, the news items especially throughout the show, we're going to have trailers embedded and there'll be links to sites that you can find all that information at. And that, of course, is at what website, Miles? Uh,
2: we are at uh, sci-fi slash diner.com. Yeah. Slash. Probably a dash would work better in there. Um, yeah, dash. Yeah, dash. Slash, slash has different meanings yeah. now. So. Yeah. Uh, and
3: then we have um, the forums, of course, which… You know, we're just kind of starting out, so we'd love to have you on and just give us some feedback and what we can do better. We'd love to have you participate in that. That's a good way to kind of just chat about it. Uh, you've been hearing some of the promos we've been playing for different shows already. Please uh, go ahead and uh, send us your promo if you're a podcaster. If your show is in science fiction vein, we would want to. We obviously want to play it and share it on the show. And uh, Twitter, Miles, how can they find you on Twitter? Uh, I, I am
2: sonofwarf at twitter.com. I also... Have a, a TrekSpace account, son of worse at TrekSpace.
3: Yep. And uh, I'm Herzog, H E R T Z O G, on Twitter, and that's where you can find me if you want. We have a store, as we mentioned earlier. If you want to support the show, buy your books, DVDs, music, uh, everything through our store, sci fi store.com, and uh, it'll help support the show a little bit. You can email you us. Want- Go ahead
2: and you and you you the customer will find uh, some savings there as well. Oh, absolutely.
3: It's not just for our benefit. You are saving money when you uh, when you order through our store.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you can email us at zogpod, Z-O-G-P-O-D uh, at gmail.com. Don't forget uh, don't forget to call our phone line and our phone number is of course 18885084343. And uh, we would love to hear from you and play your calls on the show. And you don't forget to answer the trivia that we gave. We have a nice little prize there, and that's the angel picture we're giving out.
2: And that should be good. I believe that's it, Miles. All right. Well, uh, until next time, good night and good luck. Hey, looking forward to it.